Hello and welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the podcast where we celebrate and elaborate on our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Ray Bell. And today's guest was Shannon Algio. We started to talk about sound baths, but then it eventually <laughs> got into meditations, gratitude, and a bunch of really fun stuff. Um, Shannon was a wonderful guest. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Yes. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram and Facebook at Guilty Pleasure Podcast. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please, please leave a review on iTunes. It can really help me and Amanda on the business side of things. And just thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com. Have you ever been listening to NPR and thought to yourself, gosh, I love the human interest aspect, the dulcet voices of the hosts, the promise of totes, but I just hate how true it all is. That's where we come in. It's This American Lie, an hour of improvised NPR. We're a lot like that other show, but we make it all up in front of a live audience every second Saturday at the Nerdist School stage. Find show and ticket information at NerdistSchool.com or catch the podcast on the Nerdist School Network. Search for us on iTunes. Um, so, Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We'll just yes, welcome. Yeah, da, 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 we'll just dive right in. Shannon's guilty pleasure is taking a sound bath. Taking taking a nice, refreshing, refreshing deep sound, sound bath. So deep. deep. So deep. So deep. Just, it's gonna. This is gonna get like oddly sexual the whole time. I don't like, know. That's gonna There's be the sexual energy thing. in this room. I think it's because I usually drink decaf yeah. coffee, and they didn't have that. No. So it's. So I, you're, I'm you're caffeinated for the first time in about like a year <gasps> with Ooh. you guys right for now. You. I'm really oh excited. I have energy. I have energy and I need to do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> what should I do? So sound baths, but you were talking about like meditation. I feel like sound baths, from what I understand, are a form of meditation. Absolutely. Right? Why don't you yes. define yeah. sound baths? Tell us what they are. For people who do not know. For our moms. <laughs> yes, for all the moms out there. <laughs> so, so. The reason that a sound bath, and I'll explain what that is in a second, but like one of the reasons that it's so it's it's so effective is that because of these these singing bowls. So that so there are crystal alchemy singing bowls, and these are they're big glass bowls, mm -hmm. and they create deep vibrations, deep sounds, kind of like oh, like the Om in yoga, yeah. And the based on the size of the bowl, it'll create a different tone. And and there's kind of this like like white stick that you um, move around the outer edge of the bowl that creates the tone. And and there's different bowls that are, that are aligned with different chakras. So the I, I believe the I think the lower the lower vibrations, the deeper sounds are like the lower chakras, the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the core, and then. There's like a heart chakra bowl. And so one of the reasons that it's so effective is that people struggle with meditation because they think, oh, I'm going to sit here 
and I'm going to have to like stop my thoughts, which like that's not the point of meditation. The point of meditation is to watch your thoughts. You can't stop your thoughts. Just like you can't stop your stomach from digesting, you can't stop your brain from thinking. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. But we practice mindfulness by just being aware. The reason that sound baths are so effective is most people have a, have trouble getting into a deep meditative state because they're so in their heads. Mm -hmm. And because of the vibration of the bowls, it drops people into a deep state faster. And it basically like anyone can do it because it's like you can't not be relaxed by the vibration of the bowls. Do you, do you feel like it gives somebody something to, like somebody who may be struggling with meditation, do you think that the sound gives them something to focus on or to be mindful mindful of really yeah. and that that that's one of the main benefits of it or like yeah it's it it gives you a focus and it's also like like you're experiencing the sound through your ears but you're also experiencing the vibration through your body Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I do know about sound baths as a non-sound bath expert, but someone who like, like, it'll probably be funny to listen back to this in like a year or two, cause I'm going to buy my first bowl soon. Yeah. Um, oh, that's exciting. start like playing the, the, it's like your time capsule. Yeah. <gasps> oh, you'll be like, look at me go. Like I didn't know a freaking thing. But one of the things that I do know, cause they've researched the, um, the, the effectiveness of, of, um, crystal alchemy singing bowls um it's equivalent to 10 milligrams of valium for pain relief <gasps> sign me the fuck up <laughs> shut <laughs> up oh my god get those Seriously. bowls i'm gonna just be like i got a headache come on over yes that's it moves it moves so the vibrations in your body it is like you feel it's not just hearing you feel the vibrations in the room and it pulls you into a deeper state of relaxation like like there you almost get like your body buzzes buzz. a bit. Yeah. So just to make sure that everyone kind of knows of the setup, because I have done a sound bath, so I can speak to my experience. But for anyone listening, it's basically like a shaman kind of that leads it with their various Tibetan bowls and gongs. And they're usually laying on the floor or on some sort of like a slightly raised bed. And they literally are just in this room where all of these sounds are reverberating and they're just living in that space for about an hour, right? Yeah, yeah and the hour... This really bothers me about sound baths is like I think that there, that sound baths should be like a minimum of two hours because my experience of sound baths when they're an hour is they feel like 15 minutes. Mm. Mm. You go into like a time warp where you where you lose all sense of time. And I've done two sound baths recently where I where it hit the 60 minute mark and I was like, are you kidding? Like, no. Give yeah. me some more gong. I, I need want some more bowl. Uh, yeah. I need more of that like natural volume. So you you've know? done you've done multiple sound baths. So do you and you mentioned a client of yours is someone who leads sound baths. So do you always go back to her? Have you tried different teachers? Have you done them solo? Like what have been your experiences with them? Yeah. So so my client, uh, her name is Jen Boylo, and she is Hey Jen. Hey Jen. Hi hey Jen. Jen. <laughs> She's totally gonna listen to this and love it. So yeah. She, hey I've actually never experienced one of her sound baths because she's in Delaware. Oh. Yeah. And so, so, but uh, she is coming on my retreat to Iceland and <gasps> is going to do crystal alchemy sound baths in every class in Ooh, Iceland. It's going to be. That's cool. Yeah. So, but I have experienced sound baths out here um, with a yoga teacher who, and shaman 
who and like Reiki practitioner who does them around the full moon, and uh, a studio that I teach at in Venice. It's called it's a new studio called Mystic Journey, and uh, they do weekly Friday night like 8 p.m. sound baths. Oh. That's cool. Like just on the schedule weekly, which is awesome. Because a lot of times people will do them like once a month or as like a pop-up workshop. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like. What drew you, what was your first, I know that um, Shannon is a is uh, somebody who practices mindfulness and I feel like that is kind of like what you've built your, your business on. What about um, sound baths drew you to them? Was it just like to experience another form of meditation or were there other benefits that you were excited or that drew you to it? I think like for me, it's, it's, um, I practice meditation daily, you know, ideally for at least 15 minutes, sometimes 20, sometimes 10, at least 10. Um, and it's there, you know, we're in, we're in this like digital age of like scrolling on Instagram and Facebook and, like checking Snapchat and you're just like re sometimes I catch myself like reloading, 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 like more likes, more likes, more likes, like constantly connected. Mm -hmm. And meditation is great because it's amazing. Like what I'll witness in my mind, I'll, I'll literally feel like there's like a tight ball of, of just unprocessed information in my head that I like have been distracting myself with, with social media and with work. And when I sit in meditation, it like all unravels and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I sat and just like, let those thoughts kind of have some space around them. Um, so I could witness like, oh, that's a little crazy. Oh, I need to email that person back. I totally like block that out. It just, just, you just never know what's going to come up. With sound baths, it's like, okay, like, like let's just go fucking deep. Yeah. <laughs> like get me into Commit a deep <laughs> meditative state mm -hmm. right now. You can just go deep faster. And I think people have have trouble letting their nervous system relax, and that's that's what happens in in the state that you get into in a sound bath. I, I'd say like virtually anyone who goes to a sound bath, you're gonna get into this deep state of parasympathetic nervous system, which is like the sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight, mm -hmm. fight, flight, or freeze. Like your your nervous system is on high alert, as if there's like a tiger fucking coming after you. Mm -hmm. And because we live in this stimulated culture we're like responding to everything as if like it's like a life-threatening emergency. And so our we have adrenal fatigue. A lot of us, there's cortisol pumping through your system. And a lot of people live their lives in that state of high stress. So when you do a sound bath, you get into this deep parasympathetic nervous system state of rest and digest. And that's where it actually can be more effective than sleep. And you're, you really restore and replenish and heal and like that's something that's really beneficial in a world where we find ourselves like really kind of up a lot of the time. Yeah, especially now. For example, last night I had several dreams about Guam exploding. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. That's I mean, like I just finished Moana, and there's also like an island exploding, and I think the two of those facts together just melded into a really epic dream. How did that? How was that movie? Wonderful. Have you seen it? Find me. The sea chose her. The sea chose her. I know nothing about this movie other than like. In the preview, there was like a really cute baby, and that like the ocean was like, let's play, beep, boop, beep. And then she's like, Meh, and that's the end of the trail. That's all I know. That's basically the whole movie. The is ocean it? is a, is a character that really is in relationship with Moana and calls her. Yeah. 
Um, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I, mean, I, really, I need to get into it. I feel like I'll rope Max into it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. That's <laughs> okay. nice. Is, is it? it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. That's <gasps> how I watched it. I was Moana like, yeah. Night. Yeah, do it. Um, but that sounds like super. That sounds. I want to do this so bad, and I was I was doing some research on it. Though it's funny because when we research um, stuff on the show, it, it, it things come up or whatever. This I had to like really dig uh, deep, dig Me too. dig into it because it's like a lot of. First of all, we're in Los Angeles, so there are places. You know what I mean? It's definitely like available to us here. Oh yeah, um, a lot of it's very popular happening. right now, but it's definitely not like a thing that you just find out information on. It's like on the website that's providing the service, you know? So mm. I had to do like a lot of reading from different um, like studios and stuff like that. And I found a couple of like funny articles about them and stuff like that. Jackie, I know you have done one. I have done a sound bath. Um, and I should preface this with, I actually can meditate pretty easily. I struggle. I don't really uh, practice a daily meditation, but I've um, had different like... I've done like a spirit animal um, ceremony with a shaman before, I which involves do that one so bad. I, we can set it up uh, where like it was like a three hour long thing with uh, drumming that was like really really cool, and mm. I like very I like went right into meditation right away. The sound bath that I um, was a part of. Uh, was like kind of impromptu. Uh, my friend Rudena, who I love very much, hey, uh, Dana. Who, um, hey, girl. like kind hey. of introduced me to this world. She had hit me up like several days before, and she was like, "Oh, my friend is hosting a sound bath at her place in um, downtown Los Angeles. Do you want to come?" And I was like, "I have no idea what a sound bath is, but sure, I'm in." Uh, and like the whole thing was there was going to be like a vegan feast after, so I had to bring a vegan dessert, which was another thing we kind of slightly touched on the podcast because yeah. I was like searching for freaking vegan dessert and I, I was like I don't know what's going to work is are so are, so are right now <laughs> are oreos vegan cuz i've heard that and then i yes oh thank are, you I i'm getting that, a yes, yes. Okay. thank yeah. you Be, they're like that's what they're I thought. completely made of like non real chemicals so the like it's just like you know man made magic there's no <laughs> it is man made magic if if but it is impressive God. that there's that they're vegan because a lot of uh products like that have some kind of dairy or animal product in them. Yeah, so. for real. They're also literally the, sh the color of cows. Anyway, um, <laughs> I said this is the last time. They're the color of cows. Why would I think they were vegan? Anyway, I spent $10 on like Eddie's vegan chocolate chip cookies and I went to my sound bath and it was like this beautiful studio in downtown LA, like totally gutted industrial studio, like something you would find in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, but with all these like gorgeous hand pieced, like handmade furniture and art pieces, like total place you would have a sound bath. And like in the second area, which is like this couple's workspace because they work in production and they build things, they completely cleared it out and they set up like the gongs and the, and the bowls and everything and you just sat, sat down and laid down. Okay, cool. I'm so freaking ready to have my sound bath, to meditate for an hour. I'm so into this. And right before the sound bath begins, a young couple comes into the sound bath with in tow their like four or five-year-old daughter. And I'm like, this is going to fucking suck now. Why on God's green earth would you bring a five-year-old to a sound bath? So just as I predicted, fucking 15 minutes into the goddamn sound bath I'm like getting into my zen and this fucking kid just starts like zooming around I tripped over my foot and I'm just like get uh, someone get this kid out of the sound bath that's rough I'm surprised the kid lasted 15 minutes like I'm that's surprised impressive. that the kid like didn't go into like a deep state of relaxation and just like 
<laughs> go deep. Yeah. Oh, you're surprised the kid didn't just lay down and like ponder about all of life's <laughs> mysteries, just unwound from like the hardships of being a five year old. She's wanted, very stressed. Her I was, iPad doesn't always work. It's a tough life, guys. Anyway, <laughs> after about after about forty minutes, like the dad was like, "Oh, it lo- seems like my five year old is being disruptive in the sound bath." And Did he, he like, say that? No. Oh, okay. Uh, but I was like, um, so in the sound baths, they say like to embrace anything that kind of comes up. So a lot of people kind of stay calm, but uh, like the person who led my sound bath was like, like twenty percent of you might feel a little like agita- agitated and fidgety, and obviously like that was me. So I literally was just in the sound bath. Like there was like 40 people around me just like laying down and having this wonderful experience. And I'm just there like, is this over yet? Like I just mm. totally Oh had. no. Didn't you have, um, a, or maybe this was another one of um, the dog. Didn't you have a dog barking at you? Or was that for the shaman? That was for the shaman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had another shaman like event in like South Central where like a fucking dog attacked me like on the side of the street. I'm fine. I didn't get bit or anything. It was just kind of like nudging me out of its property line, but it was another very like aggressive, <laughs> aggressive thing to happen to me Jackie, right before I'm supposed to meditate. Jackie doesn't really get along with like four year olds or dogs. Like that's just. <laughs> I love dogs. I don't love like 50 pound boxer dogs that that's like, fair. yeah, we're that's like just fair. roaming around the street of streets of South, South Central without a collar. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Totally fair. That would horrify me. I think that would be like tough to do anything after being like speaking of like adrenaline from a tiger. I actually, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh my, actually, yeah, it was, it was pretty. So like, I'll just say it real quick. So like I park for this like yoga studio and like I'm noticing it's maybe not like, I'm just like parking and I'm not really familiar with the area because I'm still pretty new to LA. And I like park on a side street and I'm walking to this yoga studio, which by the way is like the only type of like kind of yoga studio like, like, like yeah. it, it's kind of stands out. It's not really like aligned with the rest of like the shops there. And I'm just walking and all of a sudden like this dog like runs from the back of a house that I'm passing and just like hits a fence. And it's just like really barking aggressive, aggressive. And I'm like, whoo, thank God that fence was there. My eyes drift about five feet up and I see that the like garage, like the 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 driveway part portion of the fence is open. And I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> this dog can come out. And sure enough, when I passed like the driveway portion, he comes out and he's like nipping at my like calves and my ankles. Oh my and gosh. I'm just like, I just kind of had this very Zen moment where I was like, I need to just look forward and just keep walking. And yeah, I'm walking for like, yeah, I'm walking for like five feet when the owner of the yoga studio kind of sees and she flags around. She's like, shoo, shoo, get out of here. And after like I pass the house a certain amount, the dog just kind of backs off. And the yoga and studio instructor was like, don't worry, that dog's harmless. He just wants to play. I'm like, didn't seem like he wanted to play. And then I go into the yoga studio and then like all of my like hippie dippy friends who I love are there. And they're like, how, how are you? And I'm just like, I just start crying. I'm like, I'm fine. Where, <laughs> where is great. this? Where was this? It was at a yoga studio in like South Central. So like my where friend, where is that? Uh, like Inglewood, the South Park, like, but also by... like the Central. Oh, okay, so it's here. <laughs> it's LA. a little south. It's like and it's south a from central. where we are, but it's it's the center of the South. Okay, and that is of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I probably right? I've probably right? been there. We're all transplants. We're all, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I, it, it, and anyway, like, I, well, my friend has this shaman friend who's uh, he lives in upstate New York, but he was coming into Los Angeles to do this like spirit animal thing, and it, like this was for whatever reason the only space they could get. Yeah. And uh, it was it was whatever. I had a very good time there, but the first few minutes I was like, that's panicked. tough to focus. And was this 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 was not a sound bath experience? This was like a shaman. 
animal. Spirit animal. Mm-hmm, experience. With got like it, drumming got it. and yes, stuff like yes. that. So there's some there's some communication happening to you when you're about to go into like a like a deep experience or a spiritual experience that's like bringing something up for you like bringing up your like anxiety and your stress you're which like, is actually i was terrified of dogs so i was about 20 years old me i was mm. really so, afraid of yeah anal- uh, dogs too were you afraid of dogs Shannon? um no i just got you always had a dog right yeah i had when i was in when i was uh in kindergarten or first grade i must have been like five we got a we got a collie like a tri-col- tri-color border like lassie collie. Like Lassie, but her body was was black, and then her neck was white, and then mm. her tail and her feet and her nose had a little bit of like light brown. That's adorable. What was her name? Sadie. 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 Sadie lady. I actually, my mom texted me today, um, uh, like a, on a three by five note card. I wrote a note to Sadie, and I was like, "Dear Aww. Sadie, I love you." <laughs> um, no, I think it said like no. No one, but spelled like K N O W, and then one spelled W O N. Oh yeah, no, I've done that. No one has a better dog, or something like that. Like, <laughs> love Shannon. <laughs> I literally saw that on the way here. That's um, adorable. Did you give it to Sadie? How did I'm pretty she sure re- I like delivered like it, it to her. Yeah, she was such a like wise old soul. She and and the thing about collies and the thing about Sadie is like we never had her on a leash. Um, oh wow. And which ended up not actually going well in the end, <laughs> but that was oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Okay, all right. <laughs> or we could talk about it today. Welcome um, to how I my dog died with Jackie Ray Bell and Amanda Salvatore. And it's a to really podcast. really sad story. And <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you guys are like we don't want to take it there. We don't want to take it there. Oh. Um, no, but so so for most of Sadie's life, she successfully was off, um, off a leash, and because <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like an elephant uh, in the room. R.I.P. Sadie, but also like <laughs> successfully off her leash. Just got me good, you guys. Well, I'm because Kali's so heard. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. like like we didn't need to put uh Sadie on a leash because she would she would walk us yeah, when we went like, for a on, walk. Come on guys, come on. Yeah. And she would run in this huge big circle and in, in the the big space across the street from our house. I was just there uh and, I was just in uh I was just there the other day. Yes, so not like a- not not that house, oh, a previous really? house with an open space also in front of oh, it. Okay. Very open spaces. Very open other spaces. Wide open spaces. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that Dixie Chicks? Yes. Oh my god, you guys, another guilty pleasure. Right. We could get into that later. Collies, sound baths, Dixie, Dixie Chicks, Dixie Chicks. So you know? so so Sadie would run in this big circle. And you'd say, hoo-ah, Sadie, and she'd run in a huge circle and come right back to you. So Aww. she'd always come right back to you. Well, that's successfully. Successfully. Oh. successfully. So um, <laughs> pivoting topics oh, back to sound baths, because I'm going to We'll dedicate this friggin- episode to Sadie. All right, peace, Sadie. Sadie. She lived a good life. Yeah, I can only imagine. She was 10. She was a good good dog. She did all right. That's yeah. A, that's a good run. Oh, oh yeah. no. Anyway, I don't want. <laughs> um, so, with sound baths, um, is there any other form of meditations that are um, ones that you've been drawn to, or ones that you're really interested in that are different than like what most people know of as meditation? You know what I mean. A lot of people, I, I think, when you think meditation, you think like I'm sitting crisscross applesauce on a pillow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my mm-hmm. eyes are closed and I'm breathing mm-hmm. and I'm focusing on my breath. Yeah. And then what are other, and then sound baths, of course, very different from that. Um, 
you know, eyes are closed though and breathing happens. But are there any other forms of meditation that you love or um, any like physical things that you like to do that are a form of meditation? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, meditation to me is just the practice of of um, witnessing, like slowing down, non doing, mm-hmm. and tapping into to the to the being. The way Eckhart Tolle talks about this is, um, Eckhart Tolle is the author of The Power of Now and A New Earth: Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. So he he talks about like like we we're human beings. And the human part of us is like the active part that wants to like do, create, that's like in the world and, and really is, is focused around doing. And the, the being part of us is like the, the unseen. You know, like, like we, we tend to relate to ourselves and our lives in uh, the context of like what we can see, mm-hmm. but our eyes actually don't see most things. And there's like about 32 billion cells in the body. Like we, we look like we're solid, but our skin is actually like very per, like penetratable, permeable. Yeah. And is like, you know, uh, the skin is referred to as, as the third lung. Um, and we are much less fixed and solid than we, than we appear to be. <laughs> and so uh, med- meditation is the practice of being, which is really quite unusual for someone uh, or anyone in our culture who's used to like doing, doing, doing and achieving and like getting good grades and like, you know, proving like what you have and status. Yeah, exactly. So, so so meditation, the way that I practice meditation is, is crisscross applesauce. Of course. On my meditation pillow, (laughs) eyes closed, palms face down on my, on my thighs, like strong spine, open heart, and then I just watch my breath. I watch my breath and I watch my thoughts. And if I get lost in thoughts, I come back to the breath. And that you inevitably get lost in thoughts and then you just come back to, to the breath. And, and sometimes I'll say in my mind, now I am inhaling, now I am exhaling. That, that's something I learned from, from a Buddhist teacher, uh, Pema Chodron, who's the author of When Things Fall Apart, among other, many other books. Um, so it's like a practice of being. And, and it's actually like, so efficient it's like you're it's like a total recharge when you meditate all it takes is 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes some people meditate for 45 minutes or an hour but you you're unplugging from the incessant like do 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 and then you start to spin out of control you start to have anxiety because you're not allowing yourself this like this space of time to not do mm-hmm. and when when i practice meditation I get clear about what my intentions are. I get clear about what my to-do list needs to be. I get clear about not the quantity of stuff that I want to get done, but the quality that I want to bring to the few tasks that I want to get done. So it's a less is more practice. Mm-hmm. And it's about, it's about like I, my energy is more potent and I am more present. And therefore, when I start to do, I'm going to be more effective in my speech, in my communication, in my confidence, because I know who I am and what's important to me. I am not my to-do list. I am not my like my goals. Even I'm just like, and and I and I feel it. Like I'll I'll instead of doing like 50 things in a day, I'll try and do like three projects in a day, like three mm-hmm. three things, and I bring so much of myself to that, and they get more results. Yeah, because um, you're you're really truly focused on them, and you're giving it your full attention, your full energy, as opposed to like, 
I have to get it done. I have to get it done. And then forgetting something or doing it with a racing mind, then all of a sudden you, you lose that focus that you need. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, you end up like re repelling certain people with your energy instead of like, Oh, you know, opening yourself up as a space of energy that, that can attract. This is the, it's masculinity versus femininity. Masculine energy is very like dominant. Like this is what I need. And I need it by that, by this time, like deliver on this, this goal, like, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And feminine energy is more about like um, spaciousness, time, and, and receiving. Like what am I open what, what am I opening myself up to receive? Mm -hmm. And there's more magnetism in that. There's more magic. It's more it's more of like the unseen realm. Um, there's also like Vedic meditation, which is mantra based. Um, we, so you're you're given a mantra by someone who is like trained to to deliver mantras to dole okay. out mantra, mantras to, to dole out mantras. <laughs> it's just like a fortune cookie. They're like, here you go. It's like a mantra factory. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't practice this style of meditation, but I've learned a lot about it, and and I'm very open to it. I, I actually would like to study it more. Mm -hmm. But you, because you have a mantra, you have like a very specific thing to focus your mind on. Um, and you can get into a deep meditative state by kind of just like the repetition kind of puts you into a trance. Yeah. And it's kind of very clear when you've stopped saying the mantra and you can very clearly bring yourself back to it. Mm, something mm. to focus on. Yeah. And that tradition is like 20 minutes when you first thing when you wake up in the morning and then 20 minutes before you eat dinner, um, in the like late afternoon. I yeah. really, that, that one, I, that sounds like, um, something that speaks to me. I I would love to know like what or how you would get your mantra. Oh, I have a mantra. You have a mantra. You're not supposed mm -hmm. to say it. Right? Girlfriend got a mantra. Oh, I got a mantra. I made my own mantra because I compartment. I have like a lot of different facets of my life. Like because I have a day job and then I have like all the comedy stuff that I work on and like goals that I want to achieve there. So like the <laughs> so that doesn't really like work out. I don't think it's really a mantra in the sense that like. <laughs> uh, like most people would consider a mantra, but it kind of helps yeah. me refocus. And it's like, who am I and what am I doing? <laughs> nice. I that, love if that. that works. Yeah. That's so works mantra means mind vehicle. Oh, interesting. Mantra. Uh -huh. It's Ooh. mind vehicle. So it's so it's just something that you repeat that's a vehicle for your mind to enter into a deeper state. That's really cool. So who am I? What am I doing? So who am I is a fantastic question because we think we know who we are. Mm -hmm. So like to be in that space of who am I and not to try and like label ourselves and define well, I am the amount of money in my bank account. I am the number of followers I have on Instagram. I am my to-do list today. I am like, it's like, who am I? Yeah. Well, I usually, my answers are either, okay, you're today, you're right now, you're Jackie, the digital marketing manager for a data app. And right now you are writing a bunch of tweets. <laughs> who am I? Right now I am Jackie, the member of the vanities. And uh, what am I doing? I am practicing for my show. Who am yeah. I? I'm Jackie, the podcast host. What am I doing? I'm editing my podcast right now. So it kind of just like focuses because... Like I have a lot of like all, everything that you said just now about meditation and the benefits that it has, like that's where I want to be. Like you right now are where I want to be, but yeah, I find really. that it, it's difficult <laughs> to get there sometimes. And I think, um, I will what do you mean you, where, where you want to be? Like in what sense? Just like the, like I'll say like, just like observing you and now like, you know, this is the second time we've met before, like exuding a type of confidence and like a cool collective, a calm, um, a calm. like you seem to really very like have like, and I also listen to a couple of episodes of your podcast too. Um, I am subscribed. So whenever like a little thing, like you know, I listen, Yay. um, and, uh, 
it, yeah, it's kind of just like where I want to be because I feel like my life's been so chaotic because I've been doing comedy for about five years, but I had, don't make money doing it. So I always have to like balance this day job and like all that other kind of stuff. So I just kind of want to get to a point where I can be like, that's why I explore like sound baths and like um, different types of meditation, like spirit animal stuff and like crystals and um all that, I don't want to say all that crap. Uh, no, because I oh, just want to lay it, because I just want to, you know, find things that will help me navigate this like very chaotic life that I've built for go. myself, even though I do yeah. love it. It's yeah. a point of focus, it seems like. I, I worked with this um, this coach once. I I did uh, life and career coaching for actors through this company called Actor Salon when oh, I was living yeah, in New yeah. York. And uh, it was founded by Brian Pataka, who's fantastic. And and he always used this great analogy of kind of like exactly what you're talking about is like when when you have so many different goals and your focus is constantly shifting, you're kind of like running around, like chasing the low-hanging fruit. And you're like, oh, maybe I should do this. Or, oh, that was fun. But like, I think I actually need to be doing this. And you're constantly like switching. And it's almost like you're you're running like from this point to that point to this point to that point. And like it's it's energetically hard for something to to catch you, for something to like like get to you when you're you know, you know, it's like that it's easier to shoot a target that's standing still. It's harder to yeah. in a good sense, like, oh, I want to I want a target to hit me, like as in like something is coming from the universe. But if I'm too frenetic and frantic, I'm going to miss the opportunities because I'm so busy with my head down running around. So a lot of the work of, of is like, like, slow the fuck down. Like, we all can benefit from slowing the fuck down. Jackie and I are laughing because I, I believe that maybe we're the busiest people I know. My, <laughs> right mom, my mom says all the time, like, I'll, I'll talk to my mom a couple times a week and, like, she'll be like, so what are you up to? And I'll just, like, recite what I'm doing. She goes, God damn. She's like, I just get tired listening to you. It's, yeah. Brene Brown talks about this. Love it's Brene it's Brown. Um, productivity, uh, exhaustion as a status symbol mm-hmm. and productivity mm-hmm. as self-worth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I'm I've pretty like like I think I've pretty much let go of exhaustion as a status symbol, although I'm sure it still comes up sometimes. But I, I'm not interested in being exhausted. Mm. Um, I like to sleep and rest and restore. I agree with you 100. percent Anyone who's like, oh, I only got three hours of sleep last night, I'm like, get out of here. I don't care. I'm like, That's dangerous, and <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're like, die. Don't. Younger, why are you like, walking <laughs> out of your car that you are operating heavy machinery? Please do not. Yeah. You know? And then, but, but productivity as self-worth is like, is like, I, I am, I am not enough unless I get, get a certain amount done mm-hmm. or I've overcommitted myself in X, Y, and Z ways. And it's like, anyway, that's something that I really, um, is, is kind of huge in our culture is like, I'm, I'm only worthy of love, connection, and belonging if I have like been so super productive and gotten so much done and, and doing the most. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Which is like a balance. Like I'm all yeah. about momentum and and working hard and getting on a roll, but I'm also about people doing something that's sustainable and, and feeds them instead mm-hmm. of like burning out and and giving up on everything because you get sick or you just that's get the thing. tired it's not of it healthy. all. It's just not healthy, and then you're just not going to be able to do it. You burn yourself out. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and I I don't want to retire when I'm sixty. I want to be like speaking no. and teaching and you know, for my life, like, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm not living that life of like, you know, the goal is to retire. I want, my life is a balance of work and retirement. And yeah. And retirement sounds terrifying to me, honestly, because that's like just filling 
your days without I don't know I just I like I like work I like doing doing things that I feel like I'm building or I'm making or I'm creating or what have you it's your purpose it's yeah it's like it gives you a reason to wake up in the morning and I it, the idea of being like I I now I rest at 60 seems daunting to me yeah you know and it's like it's I always want and granted your purpose shifts and yeah. we're constantly changing and growing and evolving so but I don't ever I, don't, I never want to be on like the beach for like extended periods of time not really serving and offering something to other people that yeah. helps helps others but you yeah, could totally. be on the beach serving the other members of your bocce ball team yeah <laughs> down in Florida yes. a nice hey white guys. fedora <gasps> roll you around look, your little scoot around your little golf cart you like hey so Gladys good. hey Gladys <laughs> oh, wasting Gladys. away again in Margaritaville <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you'd look fantastic in a white Fandora. Uh, it's the newest hat, you guys. It's going to be great. Thank you. Okay, can we talk about something that's a little unrelated? That's yeah. Fine. Are you guys Always. open to that? No, it's totally Always. fine. I think this is really interesting, and I'm curious what you guys think. Okay. So I so I recently did a photo shoot. Ooh, yes. so did we. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. I think this is an interesting I was, I wanted topic. To, I actually wanted to see if you wanted to talk about this, too. I want to talk about I totally want to talk about this. So, so um... I did a photo shoot with uh, my friend Christina, who's a fantastic photographer and really creative and really all about like like the person and capturing their message. And she'll take photos of me and, re and really like imagine like, oh my gosh, like what's he going to write about it? And I, lo I love to write and share on Instagram like photos with with poems and and just like truth speaking. And so I posted the, my first ever nude photo on Instagram of me in Warrior Two um, with my hands in reverse prayer. And it's like a like a beautiful photo of like this huge tree. It's kind of like a landscape photo, so it wasn't like a zoom in of my ass. Yeah, but it's his butt, guys. It, it was his butt. So not, if we so if we go front, to your Instagram account just to make sure, I we're just gonna see there. a bunch of like one. It's gonna be like a mosaic of your ass. You know how it's like the three by three rows. Yes. Yes, it's like a, the the each square is like a piece. A of little it. piece of your butt. Remember those those posters though that were like every little picture was and it like made the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We should start doing that. Let's bring that back, you guys. Let's continue. Be, uh, bring it back. No, and, and <laughs> that's just what that reminded me. Of. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I love that. I I want that of my ass. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll make it happen. I'm I'm going to post this. I'm I'm like okay. I think I'm ready to post this on Instagram. It's mm -hmm. gonna look nice as the next picture of my feed. It like balances with the other photos. It's gonna like be a nice composition here. So, um, as I go to post it, I realize like you know my my heart was pounding. I was really nervous, and I was like I can't just post this without writing something that explains like what this what this moment of posting my bare ass that like I've never shown to the world in this way like I need to explain what this means for me and all of the fear thoughts that are coming up and it and it uh it resulted in a poem called how dare I because I, I kind of shared all the all the how dare I thoughts that came up and I'm, I'm happy to share it with you guys if yeah. if that would be of interest no please do yeah this is your hour um woo um <laughs> I, but, but so what happened, I'll, I'll share it in a moment, but what happened is it got to, it got like 150 comments. People were like so supportive of the message and, and of the photo and, <laughs> and, of, your butt. and of my butt. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was like really a beautiful, it was a really beautiful photo. Yeah. It, it, it like the photographer did a gorgeous job Ooh, and you know, the lovely. yoga butt and everything happens. Um, 
And so at about 150 comments, about 750 likes, like in within like three or four hours, um, Instagram took it down. <gasps> oh, because it was... Uh, uh, I think someone reported it. I don't know. There are, there are, pro, there are profiles that are entirely like like people's cheeks, people's butts. Yeah. So yeah. I know a lot of people who post pictures of their butts on Instagram. I thought, I thought the butt was the was the loophole. Well, and yeah, exa- yeah. exactly. I thought it was the loop the loophole, so to speak. Um, <laughs> so, the poop hole. <laughs> the loop poop. The poop hole. Um, so I, but but it, uh, so this was the like the fact that they would censor it was directly like it was so ironic because it very much brought up the whole point of the message of me sharing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about like the vulnerability and why do we hide this aspect of our this aspect of ourselves mm, wink, um, wink, <laughs> wink 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 nudge nudge the loop poop sorry loop <laughs> so and i felt like it, like if you if you go to picture post a picture of your butt and i, yeah. I encourage people to do this cuz i actually learned a lot through the posting of it it's like it's really vulnerable it's really exhilarating it's like there's a sense of like freedom of like just like fuck it. Um, so to have that taken down felt like really intense. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like like this is it kind of uh, affirmed this fear that I had. Like this is wrong. This is not okay. Yeah. Um, so I think censorship is really interesting. It's like I'm, I'm like this is my Instagram page. These are my followers. This is my ass. Yeah. And did you read this poem? So yeah. I reposted it. Oh, you did? Uh huh. Oh, I reposted I it. it, and it's still up. Oh. Almost like 36 hours later. Hmm. Would you like to read the poem? Would you guys like to hear it? Yeah, I would, I would love, love to hear, to hear it. it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna snap after it though. <gasps> Snaps. I'm terrible. There you go. I can't snap. I can't. So this is called "How Dare I." I'm a little nervous to read it. No, please it's do. Okay. Please do. We want to hear it. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah. How dare I? I'm so nervous to post this to be seen. In a culture of cover-up, sexual shaming, and looking good, how dare I? Will I be called a slut? Will I be sexualized for showing my ass? Will I lose followers or gain? Do I care? How dare I? How dare I love my body in a culture that wants me to have more abs and larger arms? How dare I show you who I am behind the curtains of clothing that have normalized our collective hiding? How dare I identify with my physical form when I know it will eventually become a part of the earth on which I stand? This is my reverse prayer for all of us, a prayer that counters the culture in which we live. I pray that bodies can be seen for the sacred vessels that they are. I pray that we stop hating ourselves for the way we look or don't look and instead start to see our unique inherent beauty. I pray that we become aware of how attached we are to these forms and begin to set ourselves free from the confinement that comparison creates. I pray that we heal our relationship to seeing the body and its parts as inherently and exclusively sexual and therefore forbidden. I pray that we see the madness we create and the disorders we perpetuate whenever we buy into this old system. I pray that beach bodies become bodies on beaches, nothing less and nothing more. And I end with this, how dare I not? How dare I not show you who I am? I get one ass, one life, here it is baby. Peach emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta end with that peach emoji. snap it. Peach emoji it. And I just wrote at the, the, the end, uh, note, note to process that which you see before your eyes. A little note for that. Nice. Um, this post is a mirror, a direct insight into how you feel about your body and being seen. 
Your reaction has very little to do with me and is an opportunity for you to learn something about yourself and how you see your physical body in the world. Mm. On some level, I, I hope it serves. That's so good. I love that ending. Because that's, that's what great. it is. Because when someone sees that photo and like if it angers them, it's it's not you. It's it's that's their that's their baggage. That's their thing. Like whatever it evokes in them, it's their it's their you know how they're feeling about either themselves or whatever. But it that's so true. Yeah, it bring it brings up something. Mm-hmm. It activates something. Like like maybe it's desire. Maybe it's maybe it's disgust. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Maybe it's it's um comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't look like that. Someone asked me if you were fifty pounds heavier, would you have posted that? And you know, oh. I, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, that's I can't not say that's that. not my body. I don't know. I don't know what I, how I would feel about yeah. that. Yeah, it's so like body like being body con- I, I love this like one meme I always see on the internet that is like um I wish I was as fat as I was when I first thought I was fat. Like cuz I remember being like a 16-year-old girl and I was like pff, like 140 like I'm I'm tall so I'm like 5 foot I'm like 5 foot 8 and a half almost 5'9 and I was like 145 pounds or like 150 when I was like in high school and I was like oh my god I really got to like lose some of this weight. And then like fast forward to when I was like in New York living in New York City after college and I was doing a lot of stand-up and comedy and I was like drinking a lot I was up almost like 180 and like just like oh my god and it's just it's really like the way that your body and the way that you perceive yourself to be like we value what our bodies look like so much and so often I think we forget that your body is there to like serve you like it's there to take you through this world so you have to like love it as it is but also like honor it by you know working it out like taking good care of it Um, but also like we're all different people with different genetics and different makeup so like we're not all going to look the same so there's not necessarily one like best way to be and just like there's so much I've since now like become a little bit more comfortable with my body um moving to LA really helped just because there's like a lot more healthy options here like Mm -hmm. I know there's like that stereotype of like LA people are so vain and blah 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 blah. but also like it's just kind of like a bit of a more like healthy happier culture in my you're not sitting you're not also you're not sitting at home all the time when it's snowing outside for six months out of the year because like it's beautiful every day even when it's like not yeah, you know, when it's humid, it's like. Ugh. But yeah, I've since totally. like gotten a little bit more comfortable about it. But I just wish, like, especially as like a young woman, I wish yeah, there was it comes like with I age. It comes with age. I feel like that. I've I was I was talking with actually I I met up with um, a friend from high school who I haven't seen in several several years uh, yesterday, and we were just talking about our thirties and how it's so nice to be in our thirties. Um, I know Jackie, you're not in your thirties. But um, the uh, like all of a sudden you're just like God I don't I just don't give a fuck like I'm gonna do what I want to do I'm mm-hmm. here like I'm young enough <laughs> I'm young enough still where like I'm able bodied and I can do all the things I'd like to do and um, but I also like I don't worry about what people think of my body. As as much anymore. I mean, like there are like, you know, there's always like a personal struggle, at least for me of, of, you know, dealing with with my relationship with like food and stuff. But I think that it's just now I'm like, you can eat that Pop-Tart girl if you want. But like also eat like a salad. But (laughs) just not because you want to be skinny, but because you're like, I should probably eat something that's green Mm because I feel good after that. Like I'm I'm here for me. You know what I mean? As much as I am for other people, 
I'm not, I'm, my body doesn't serve anybody but myself, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, that your body doesn't serve anybody but yourself. It's yeah. like, and, and it, it's, it's, it comes back to like messaging, you know, like mm -hmm. it just, it, I'm glad that you have that, that experience it took a and, long time. <laughs> and that you're in your thirties. But like, like the truth is, is that some people don't survive their eating disorders. And, yeah. the, and a lot of those eating disorders come from the, the messaging that like you need to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's disgusting. Mm. It's like, like we need to embrace like, like yeah. fat bodies and like plus size and like we need to be showing and seeing different kinds of bodies and celebrating them. And that's like something I love about, about Instagram and, and this age of digital media is like, it's, it's not just the, the, we have a personal opportunity to like show ourselves mm -hmm. and show like our uniqueness. And it's like, you know, one of my mentors, uh, Sean Korn, who's a yoga teacher, has a contract with every magazine that shoots her for the cover, every photo shoot she ever does. She will not be photoshopped in any capacity. Good for her. See wow. the wrinkles. See the wrinkles in her smile. She like, you know, she she doesn't. You know, it's an ageist culture that like favors mm. youth and and doesn't honor the wisdom of of older people or the body. Like like you know, um, I fucking love uh, Maggie Smith. And if mm. you look at her in Downton Abbey, like like her face is so real. It's she's like an old oak tree with like yeah. all of her beautiful wrinkles, and I just like. I admire that. Like I admire the authenticity of like allowing yourself and your body to like really be an, like naturally age. Yeah. Um, Get to that level of grandma like who does not give a fuck. Yeah, grandma yeah. don't give a fuck. She's like, my top is going to match my pants. What are you going to do about it? I'm wearing a bold floral print from head to toe. I do what I want. Jima AF. I only wash my hair once a week and I don't even do it. I, I go do. to the hair salon. That's that's actually the life I want to lead is that I only wash my hair once a week and it's not even me who does it. Sounds I think pretty that's healthy the goal. for the hair, right? Yeah. I actually I The no poo method? The no poo. I I very much I um no sh don't, no shampoo. No shampoo. Oh, I was like the loo poo. Mm, um poo and hair, poo and hair. The loo poop all day <laughs> today. Oh, the loo it, poop. The loo poop. Um, loo poop. Loo <laughs> my mom. My mom does get mad at me though because I think she knows how little I wash my hair. She's like, you know, you should just wash it. I like, love your but mom. It looks, I do love my mom your too. Mom She's so a sweet. And your dad. Yes, they they love you. I too. have the privilege of knowing Amanda's parents. Aww, I know Amanda's parents? parents. Yeah, I met them. You've met them. You, uh -huh. well, you did meet them. Mm -hmm. You did. We're both cool then. Oh my god. We're both cool. Everybody <laughs> loves Eugene and Chrissy. Look at them uh, go. Eugene and Chrissy Salvatore. They're so they're really good people. They should come on this podcast. I actually would love to talk to my mother. Um, if she comes here, I kind of want to do this. Um, I want her to talk about. Hallmark holiday movies. Yeah, no, I think you so should. So bad because <sighs> she loves these movies, and I find them incredibly insulting. <laughs> because a lot of them are like a woman from the city who like has like has a a wonderful career and like loves her life, like goes back home reluctantly, and then falls in love with a guy who's back home, and then she leaves everything behind to like be with this guy who mm. wears flannel and builds furniture. Um, which I'm sure is actually a plot to one of the movies. So but reminds she, me of that Nicolas Cage Christmas movie. I forget the name of it right now. I freaking who was I talking about? Nicolas Cage. I love Nicolas Cage. You guys. Do you really? He's a, he's he's. It's just I I I have like this like. This may be where the similarity between you and I takes a takes a fork takes in the road. I don't I like I love to not 
like I just I just love to make fun of him. He's just I love National Treasure. That movie is a national treasure. <laughs> We're uh, more like treasure protectors. It's just that treasure protector line gets me all the time. Do you know this like Christmas movie that I'm talking about where like he he like makes a wish that like his his um he he's like this like big corporate lawyer and he like he like basically goes back and like makes another choice and and marries the girl who he like like didn't marry no. and then has like a family and then he like experience he experiences, he experiences it. Wait, I can't remember if he's like a lawyer first and then experiences his family or like is like a poor like family man. Oh, it's called The Family Man. Well, there you go. There it is. Was it on Hallmark? I think he is like a poor family man and then wishes he was a lawyer. lawyer. But he actually wants the family. Yeah, no, it always I, goes back to way, you want, it has to be, if it's Hallmark or if it's in the genre, it has to be that he is satisfied as like a family person who is poor. And then he's like so sad when it's gone. Yeah, he's like, oh, I probably have all of my, I have all of the things, but I don't have my family. It really got to me. Yeah, it really, oh yeah, it really touched on some like deep, yeah, deep love. Well, you know, Nicholas Cage, he's he's a Coppola, so he's got that talent in there, you know, he's Mm -hmm. got it. So, segueing from (laughs) Nick Cage, uh, (laughs) we actually been talking for almost an hour, which is and amazing. I felt like that was 15 minutes. Yeah, really. It's like um, a sound bath. It's like a sound bath. <laughs> we should make this two hours long. Um, do you want to plug anything? Because I know yeah. that you do a whole lot of stuff. You've an so amazing many. podcast. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you're all about? Oh, thank you. Well, so I also host a podcast. Yeah. Um, have for like two and a half years called Soul Feed. Mm-hmm. Feed your soul, Soul Feed. Um, if you search it on iTunes, it's all one word, Soul Feed. Um, we interview inspirational uh, thought leaders and authors like Deepak Chopra, Gabby Bernstein, Marianne Williamson, um, Danielle Laporte, Mama of the Truth Bombs, and hopefully soon, I'm actually waiting to hear back right now, Brene Brown. I love Yay. Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. The Power of Vulnerability like, is my audiobook. Mm. It like relates to me on so many levels. It is um, fantastic research that that woman has uncovered. Yeah, I, I will have to get into it. You, guys. I've sent her. You, I've sent you, you her did. stuff. You yeah, did. I've I've been preaching about Brene for a while, and everyone's always like, "All right, I'll watch the TED talk." I'm like, "No, you don't understand. You have to listen to the book. Commit to the mm-hmm. button. Daring greatly, how the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, love, parent, and lead. I love that tagline. Um, convinced me to leave my job at Lululemon, which I had for two and a half years, like security, health insurance, and completely start my own business. That was like three or four years ago. And now it you is. have your own business. Yeah. Look at you go. So that's my podcast, Soul Feed. Yeah. Um, I also just started this group on Facebook um, called 100 Days of Gratitude, All Unicorns Welcome. Hashtag oh, Grateful Unicorn. Yeah, what's that about? Tell me about it. Um, so, you know, I just I just went through a breakup. I am moving. And in this like big moment of vulnerability, uncertainty, risk, emotional exposure, I felt my mind kind of defaulting to scarcity. And I know that like one of the most beautiful antidotes to a scarcity mindset is to recognize like all of the abundance that does exist, like the air that I'm breathing right now, the opportunity to sit down with you guys and record a podcast in this beautiful space. Like, so I was like, I need to be be practicing gratitude right now. It's really important for me. And then I was having coaching sessions with some of my clients and scarcity was like a theme. And I was like, okay, I'm starting the Facebook group. I need accountability. People need to do this. Um, We launched it five days ago. It's a free Facebook group. Um, we have 515 people in the group now. And I'm you, totally going to join that. It's yeah. like you, you just like write your gratitude journal. You can take a picture of it, upload it. To, you can start your day one whenever you want. It's like a rolling admission start. Um, and people all over the world, New Zealand, Australia, all over the U.S., Hawaii, are, are like 
posting daily gratitude and it's just filling your Facebook feed with like abundance instead of like scarcity and, yeah. and some of the shit that we see online. Um, so if anyone wants to join that, I think if you search 100 Days of Gratitude, it will come up. Or you can go to uh, bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y dot com slash grateful unicorn. Love it. Um, so yeah, I, that's that's Soul Feed and, um, and also 100 Days of Gratitude. I, I do life coaching. I'm leading a, a yoga retreat in Iceland in March. Um, so cool. And yeah, like stay in touch. Go to shannonalgeo.com. Um, Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, L-G-E-O.com. And um, and also follow me on Instagram because I have some more uh, booty photos. Booty, booty, booty. <laughs> Bloop, boop. And Bloop, boop. Thank you. You guys are so fun, Bloop, boop. Um, <laughs> you guys are doing an amazing job with your podcast, and it's thank like you. a pleasure to, to get to sit down and talk with you. And Aww, thank you thank for you. An, even inviting me into this amazing room. Yeah, of course. And thank you for being in this room, too. Thank yeah, you. thank you, Ryan. Thank Ryan, you, Ryan is in the room right now helping us make this sound so magical. She is. Yeah, she's thank Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you you so much for coming on, truly. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.